What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. Welcome back to Dig Straight Down. So at the beginning of these episodes, what I'm going to start doing is uh, give you a little, um, talk a little bit about what I am doing in Minecraft these days. Because I've been making a video element to this podcast, if you're watching it on Spotify or on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing in Minecraft, but I'm going to give you a little update because I feel like it's a good icebreaker. It's a good way to get into an episode and uh, to let you guys know about what else is going on in my Minecraft life. So right now um, in the video that you're watching, if you're watching it on Spotify or on YouTube or whatever, um, I am building a dig straight down studio, a recording studio on the Ripple Effect SMP. This is an SMP that I play on um, it's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool, uh, cool group of people that I, I've enjoyed playing with. Um, so I'm building a dig straight down recording studio. It's actually right beside a, uh, one of my shops in the, uh, shopping area that we have, um, and I, where I sell toilet paper. It, I mean, it's actually, uh, bone blocks, but I call it toilet paper just as sort of a joke kind of thing. But I am building this, uh, recording studio out of concrete I don't do concrete very often. Concrete is not my favorite thing to work with, but it's one of my one of my favorite things to look at in the game because it's so clean, it's so uniform, it's it's very, you know, a subtle texture. I, I really love looking at builds that are made out of concrete, and I do like a more modern uh, look. But concrete is so much work uh, to use. You have to, you know, you have to make the concrete powder. You have to have some sort of system to put it in water to to convert it into concrete blocks that you can actually use. Um, it's not my favorite thing to work with at all. Luckily, uh, I am building this in a shopping area right next to a shop that sells concrete powder. So I just, uh, pop over there and grab what I need from them. And then I, you know, pillar up using the concrete powder and pour a bucket down. It's not the most efficient way, but I haven't built a concrete converting system. uh, And I do not plan on doing that. Um, Way too complicated for me. Um, But buying from shops can be kind of a chore too, because I always forget who stocks what in these shops. Always forget, does this person over here have firework rockets or is it that shop way over there on the other side or you know who who actually stocks magma cubes or magma blocks because I would like to use a magma block to light this area you know I always forget who sells what and so I'm always like running in and out of shops like looking around frantically like I'm trying to remember who sells this thing that I really need what I need is to make some sort of like a map or some sort of book that reminds me okay this person sells this thing Um, that would be really useful so I joined the SMP a couple of years back. It's my first SMP that I've ever been a part of, and I've really, really enjoyed um, playing on it and playing with a lot of the people there. If you're curious and you want to check out any of the videos from any of the members, I'm going to put a link in the description of this episode. You click on it, it'll take you to a playlist um, or, or, or the website, either one, um, where you can find all of the, the creators who play on the SMP as well as a lot of their videos. So go check them out, give them some love. Um, and encourage them to get back on the server and play and make videos because they haven't been doing that a whole lot recently. It's really just been me alone on the server. And I mean, while I like being, I'm, I'm an introvert and sometimes I like being alone, I also like the idea of there being people on the server, you know, to, 
to sort of, you know, run into occasionally and stuff. So uh, go, go leave comments on their videos saying, hey, make some more videos. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into this episode. I want to open up this episode with an email that I received from Thorin. Thorin says, hi, Rebel, this is Thorin. And before we get into my ideas, I would like to say that I am your number one fan. Oh, my goodness. That that just makes my day, Thorin. Thank you so much. It's very nice to be able to see what new updates might look like. I hope these ideas end up on the show. Well, you're in luck, Thorne. Here we go. Here's your ideas. My first idea is an anti-jump potion. We already have a jump potion, and it would be fun to use this in a PvP battle so the opponent wouldn't be able to get crits, so crit hits. I absolutely love this idea. I, this, I would have never thought about this idea. The idea of you know being able to splash somebody with a potion and they're not able to jump, that is one of the best ideas that I've ever seen for a PvP kind of update kind of feature um, because critical hits are something that you want to land when you're when you're doing PvP or even PvE. You, you want to be able to get those really strong hits in. And if you take that ability away from your opponent, you have the upper hand immediately. So I can see this being extremely useful. Um, extremely useful in a, a PvP scenario. I think the, 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 the risk would be you want to avoid getting splashed with it by accident yourself, so you'd want to hit them with this uh, way before they get up close to you. So I, I love that idea so much. Thorn continues, My second idea is a splash potion of Dragon's Breath. We need this. It would be really fun to actually be able to use the potion rather than just using it for lingering potions. Another good PvP idea using potions. Dragon's Breath is um, one of the biggest challenges when it comes to fighting the Ender Dragon. It's definitely something that will kill you if you do not look out for it. So being able to bottle it, make it into a lingering potion, or make it into a um, splash potion, I think would be... A pretty awesome weapon to have in your arsenal in PvP. My last idea is for there to be dead grass. Maybe the dead grass could do damage when you're not crouching, similar to Magma Box. The game creators went far enough to make dead coral, so why not dead plants? I, I agree with that. We have dead bushes, um, and, and so that there, there are dead bushes, there are dead coral... I do think having some sort of dead grass would be really interesting. Uh, the closest thing we have to dead grass right now is, like, if you put grass down in, say, um, the nether or the savannah or the desert, you kind of get a more brown, uh, dry-looking grass. Um, and, and then, like, path blocks kind of have a dead grass vibe to them because... They are grass blocks that have been trampled down, so you could say that that is dead grass, um, but it's not sticking up. It doesn't have that sort of uh, 3D sort of texture to it. I, w I would like to see some dead grass added um, in parts of like savannas or maybe even as a thing that we might be able to find in the end biome. Thorne says, I will make sure from now on to send at least one email a week, and I will keep you posted on some of my other ideas from Thorne. Thank you so much, Thorne, for your ideas. I, I really, really liked them a lot. Um, and I think especially the first two, I think I really love the idea of an anti-jump potion. And, 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 and again, I, that would be really good for things like mini games where you don't, where you want to keep people from jumping around a lot. Just make sure that they get hit by some of these splash potions. Um, I, I think that that would be really cool. So, so thank you so much for the email and for your ideas. 
uh, and keep it up. Yeah, send me some emails uh, for these ideas. I would love to read them out on the show. Um, and if you guys want to send me ideas, send them to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. Keep them short, keep them concise, and I will do my best to read them and uh, tell you my thoughts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get into the main topic of this episode. Um, it's not going to take very long. One of the things, one of the key things about Minecraft that I think is often overlooked is that it is a post-apocalyptic game. You are literally in the zombie apocalypse when you are playing Minecraft. The undead are all around you. Every night they come out of the darkness trying to get you, trying to get your brains and everything. So I would like to see Minecraft lean into this idea a little bit, that this is a post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse game, and uh, give the zombies a little bit more lore, a little bit more flavor, a little bit more stuff to them. I know we have three variants of zombies right now, but just because you have a variant of a mob doesn't mean that that mob actually has more depth. So I would like to see the zombie family become more united around that theme of zombiness, if you know what I mean. So here are some ideas that I would like to see updated in zombies, and they kind of deepen the theme of zombies, and I kind of pull these ideas from popular uh, TV shows, popular movies that feature zombies and a zombie apocalypse. So the first thing, I would like to see all zombie variations sensitive to vibrations like the warden is. In a lot of zombie movies and zombie TV shows, what you see is the main characters have to be really careful not to make too much noise around zombies or else they'll alert a whole horde of them and they'll come and they'll come after them. So having zombies be sensitive to vibrations, I think would give that sort of dread and that, that incentive to kind of be sneaky around them. But also, I think it would be good because zombies aren't too powerful, so it wouldn't be too big of a deal if you alerted them. So it would be more of an optional thing. Yeah, you can alert the zombies. They might see you anyway. Um, but having that sort of incentive to be sneaky around them would kind of give them a bit of a, a different kind of feel. In another very popular <laughs> zombie apocalypse TV show, I've seen this happen where they sort of, and this is really gross, and I'm sorry if you're a younger listener, it's it's really gross, I'm sorry if I'm creeping you out, but they kind of rub zombie stuff all over them to make them smell like zombies so that they can sort of walk around the zombies and not be detected and not be attacked. What if we could do the same thing by eating rotten flesh? Um, that would keep us, that would give us a chance of being undetected by zombies, maybe for a certain period of time. It could be very short. Another idea, if you're killed by a zombie, let's say the player could be zombified. You can actually become a zombie like a villager can um, in the game. So this would give the player the chance to try to make it back to safety and drink milk to remove the zombified effect. But with the risk that you will burn in the sun. So if you're zombified, you cannot go out in the sun or you will catch on fire. 
And lastly, to make zombies feel more uh, movie and TV show accurate, uh, let's have them spawn in hordes, up to 10 in number. And as they move around, let's say that they try to group together, and so the zombie hordes actually become bigger and bigger the more mobile these zombies are. Um, Maybe this would be like when you're out at night, um, it would add an extra challenge because you would want to avoid or you would want to kill zombies to prevent a large horde from building up and becoming too big to handle. And this would also make zombie farms a little bit more easy to control and actually would would probably encourage the development of new types of mob farms um, and, and would make it so that you can filter zombies out from a group of other mobs. That might be really interesting as well. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode, guys. Again, feel free to send me your questions, comments, and ideas to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter. I am at rebeljc underscore 92. And until next episode, guys, keep digging straight down, and I will see you at Bedrock. Thank you.